Hey, and welcome to The Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another Rally Roundtable. We're having a lot of fun Woo-hoo! in the studio <laughs> we are. here today because this is the first time we've been in like an official studio. Yes. So if you're watching, you can see this, but but if you're listening, check out the YouTube page. We've got like headphones on yes. and a real microphone yes. and like our, our new permanent home yep. for these, which feels awesome and is really exciting. So we're breaking it in with a great topic today, and we've been talking a lot about uh, sex, about mm-hmm. marriage, about relationships, yep. and today dating. And and today we really want to hone in on this idea of boundaries, mm. boundaries, how boundaries. far is too far, etc. Yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so as we kick into that, um, I'm here with my friends Taylor Bull, and this is Hiking Paul. And uh, I've known you guys for a long time. I'm excited yep. about this. And so yes. Hiking, would you just introduce yourself and say, and go ahead and tell everybody your story yep. when it comes to dating, when it comes to boundaries, and Go ahead and I'll, I'll spill the beans, but you have a beautiful family. You've been married mm-hmm. for f- six years yep, and two. two beautiful children. And yep. so would you tell us kind of your journey to getting to that? Yeah, man. So I'm hiking. I've uh, been on staff here for quite some time. I actually met my wife at New Spring. Praise God to Fuse Ministry. Yeah, we yeah, were both. That's why you should come to rally, <laughs> young people. You never meet know. Meet your future spouse. Yeah, we were both volunteering at the Greenville campus, and that's how I met my wife. Uh, but I guess to backtrack a little bit, uh, around this topic of sex and boundaries, uh, I'll lead up to it to say I had to learn along the way. Um, I grew up in church, but I didn't have actual biblical community, and that's where everything changed for me. So all that to say, I don't have the greatest past when it comes to sex and boundaries, et cetera, um, and I can live in shame of that, but ultimately God's taught me through his grace how to how he's redeemed that through his grace by wow. then leading into meeting my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, she was one of the first relationships where I pursued her in a way that Jesus pursues us. And of course, through that, it's led to a beautiful thing to where we've been married six years and we have two kids, uh, a son, he's four years old. His name is Prince uh, and a baby girl. Her name is Ava. Come she's on. three years old. So yep. yeah, just super grateful, man. So awesome. Yep. And and that's one of the reasons why we're so excited to hear your insights on some of this today. Taylor, will you answer pretty much the same question? Yes. Yeah. Hey everyone. Um, Taylor, if we haven't met before, um, and me and my husband, Josh have been married nearly seven years now, which is just crazy because you know, time flies when you're having fun. Um, but for me, dating and relationships, boundary, sex, um, looked like Josh being my first boyfriend mm. and Josh being the first man that I ever kissed um, and Josh being the first guy that I think I even held hands with. And we started dating really young in high school, which I think comes with its own pressures of growing up together and mm. growing up and, you know, your early young adult years together and navigating that, um, you know, trying to live um, following Jesus, but also, you know, navigating what it looks like to save yourself a marriage. And right. and that is our story. We were able to, you know, end up on our wedding night as virgins, which, um, you know, was only by the grace of God, but Amazing. really learned a lot of lessons along the way and had different struggles along the way, but felt like, right. yeah, we got to learn a lot as well. And yeah, now have a beautiful son. He is nine months old. His name is Eli. We're obsessed with him <laughs> and truly get to live um, 
in what I believe is is a great, healthy yep. marriage that we both have a lot of fun in. No it's doubt. Amazing. Absolutely. And that's it's so cool because no matter what kind of angle you're coming at this from, one that may seem more, you know, in quotes, by the book, or yeah. one that seems more that that it was more all over the place. It doesn't matter because our God is a God of redemption. Yes. He's right. a God of like there's no thing too far gone, too yes. broken. And even if you are coming at it from a place where you don't have uh, an element of baggage, there's so much to learn, yes. so much, uh, you know, that happens on the inside as we submit ourselves to somebody else in this idea of dating, which is, by the way, a very new idea, yeah. you know, in the history of the world. And so we're all right. still figuring this out and trying to do it in a way that honors God. So mm-hmm. um, I just want for that to be said right at the top that if you're listening, no matter what angle you're exactly. coming at this, there's right. something yeah. for you in it. Yep. And I want to ask you guys, so why talk about boundaries? Because that word already, I feel a little bit restricted because yeah. I'm the kind of, I'm, are you a rule breaker or a rule follower? Because everybody's one of the two. I'm a rule follower. Follower? Yeah. That that surprises me, <laughs> hiking. Taylor, now I'm like wondering why. I don't know. You just, <laughs> I I feel like you're a rule breaker. Yeah. In no, a good way. No, I'm a rule follower. Okay. I, I struggle you are with the most flippy floppy person on this table I've ever met. 100%. Like, I won't even tell the people what I've seen don't, you do and don't. what you felt uncomfortable about doing. But yeah. Taylor is Taylor is definitely a rule follower on Wednesday and a rule breaker on Thursday. And it's that's true. How, and how, I won't even deny it. Okay. It really depends the context. Well, it depends the people. I answered the question for you. There you and, go. And so, so me being like, I would have tendencies towards like rules. I want to break them. I don't yes. know what's broken in me that wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So when I hear people talk about boundaries, I go like, what? Like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. And so why should, so anybody who has that reaction kind of like I do, um, what would you say to that is specifically around this idea of when it comes to dating and how we handle sex and sexual relations? Yeah. yeah. You want to start with that or you want me to? You go. Kick us off, I king. I'll just say, I think the first thing we have to understand when it comes to boundaries is that it does lead to freedom. And the way that we think of freedom in, in today's society, et cetera, it's we get what we want. But of course, with a, with a biblical and Christian mindset, we get what God wants. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's the first thing that we have to understand with boundaries. Myself, personally, it's not that I, I mind boundaries, but I'm a why person. I want to know why do I have a boundary, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, when my parents would tell me, hey, you can't do this or you should do this, I'm always asking why because I want to get to the root of it. And I think the the issue in the church today and specifically with, with young adults of understanding why there is a boundary is because we don't ask those questions That's or so oftentimes good. we don't have people that we can ask those questions to. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to more frustration because we have friends and family around us that's telling us, hey, it's okay, you can do this, et cetera. And that goes away from, from the biblical foundation and it leads us to a life, you know, of, of course, that right. I've, I've experienced to where yeah. it leads to death and not actual life. And so you have to understand that at the beginning. Right. It's, it's hard to perceive repercussions for something uh, sometimes for yeah. people until you've actually done it. So right. if you would elaborate, Hacking, like, what would you say are some like very practical reasons why you should have boundaries? Like, what does that actually protect you from? And then also, yeah. what does it release you to? I think is a better way to think about it. Yeah, man. I think that's a great question, first off. Um, I think it releases you from just this this enslaved mentality. Uh, honestly, man, like there were years that I didn't think it was possible for me to get out of this mindset when it came to uh, why I should have boundaries and why I should pursue uh, a, a girl, honestly, in the way that Jesus pursues us, uh, specifically because I was nat- naturally operating out of my flesh and 
what I've realized over the years is because my environment was that way. Everyone that was around me went to church, but they didn't live a life that was following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in reality, because I had that mindset and was around people that way, the same girls that I pursued, their life was the exact same way. They went to church. They checked all the box, boxes of the you know American Christian doing all the right things. You're in a group, et cetera. But behind closed doors, when nobody's looking, et cetera, you're saying all the things that, you know, the ways of this world, you're doing things that aren't pleasing to the Lord, and it leads to destruction. Um, and, of course, that's like the way that I look at it um, when it comes to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's great. Taylor, what that's would you amazing. say? amazing. I think for me, when I look, and obviously we are speaking today from a Christian perspective mm-hmm. of what boundaries are we looking at and implementing that are biblical, that God has instructed us to. And I think for me, it's easy to say, um, you know, easy to hear my life, my rules. I do what I want. I'm my boss. Ain't nobody going to tell me, you know, what I need to do, <laughs> what I can't do. And it's just not that way when you're a Christian. Like the the art of following Jesus is submitting to him and submitting to his ways and it's saying true. that, you know, God, your ways are higher and I trust you and, and trusting that he created sex right. and it is good. So right. are we going to trust the author of sex to be able to provide a framework of how it is best used or are we going to allow Hollywood or, you know, music or our friends to define who didn't originate sex, who didn't invent it to define the boundaries. And it's truly like if we are Christians, we are not saying my life, my own rules. We are saying, God, I submit my life as a living sacrifice to you. Would you have your way in me? So I think it's trusting the Holy Spirit to be able to guide us and direct us. And and really, I think coming back to the renewing of our mind, of right. reframing and reshaping why, why would we save sex right. for marriage? Right. Why would we honor God with our bodies? Why would we honor intimacy with one another? And why would we respect other people? Um, and we just have to trust God on that. So I think that has helped me kind of shape my thoughts around boundaries and why they're important. So I just, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. One of the ways I've, I think about it is that boundaries are less of a fence to try to keep you away yes. from something and more of a gate to let you enter into a, a pasture called freedom. You know, yes. like it's yeah, they're, they're, they're not meant to be restrictive. They're meant to be freeing yes. um, from the things that do actually entrap and enslave and ensnare. And so yep. I love yep. the way that you guys articulated that. And I think to just jump right into some of the practical. So, you know, what can this look like? And we might have to get a little bit like specific here. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what are some of the ways that um, you and Josh maybe did that when you guys were dating? Yeah. And 100 percent from the outset, I know that I said that Josh and I, you know, landed on our wedding night as virgins. And that's a whole nother story. And we're, right. we're going to talk about, you know, <laughs> actual sex very soon. So you need to, you know, stay connected to what we're talking about at Rally. But in no way by us ending up on our wedding night as virgins does that mean we did everything perfect. I feel like we got to learn so much. We made loads of mistakes. There was so much grace given to both of us. Um, But I also think it started with a vision. So it started with both Josh and I wanting to end up on our wedding day as virgins. That's good. I think as us making that decision before we even dated individually, we had decided Mm. that. I think if that wasn't the case then I, I don't think that would have been our story. I don't think that would have been our reality. So I think the first thing practically is you have to make a decision of, is this the story that you want your life to tell? Right. And obviously mistakes happen and that is okay. There is grace, just like you were saying, hiking. But mm-hmm. I think from the outset, making a decision 
Um, and then thinking, okay, what are the ways that I'm going to be able to do that? So for us, it was inviting other people into our lives. So having people that we could talk to, that could ask us hard questions, yep. that could really help us define like why we probably shouldn't hang out at 11 p.m. and watch a movie alone in the dark in someone's bed. Because you know what? Maybe then you're not going to end up on your wedding night as a virgin. Right. Surprise, surprise. But having people ask hard questions and then really submitting ourselves to to have people ask things that maybe we would be uncomfortable to share. Yep. Um, you know, things like we weren't going to close the door when we were in each other's rooms. Right. So really practical things like that, I think, helped. That's good. And I love how you spoke to community and having friends who can yeah. ask you because it might even be as silly, as simple as saying, hey, bro or whoever, this day next week, will you ask me, did you close the door when you were you know, in this? <laughs> yeah. Because and even just having that in the back of your mind, it, it helps you. It's freeing. It's like, yeah, OK, I can do this. I can. Yeah. Can. And again, the point is that you're not this, this doesn't come out of a place where you're afraid of God or what he's going to do if you mess yeah. this up. It's that you've decided, oh, I have a vision for my life and for my marriage, yep. and so we want to per- pursue that. Exactly. Um, a question I've got going on in my mind, Hakeem, what would you say to, I think growing up in Christian culture, we make sex kind of the line, yep. and then we say, I think, I think you know, in my adolescent brain, it was like, well, then anything up into that is is free game. As long as we don't do that, right. then, uh, you know, then we're okay. Mm-hmm. And so that is true in a sense where it's like, yes, you will be okay, but why should we maybe even uh, think about not engaging in some of the uh, sexual encounters you can have with someone that aren't sex, yep. but would still be classified as sexual? Yep. And uh, what, what, what would you say to people who are kind of in that space where they're like, oh, well, we don't have sex, but... Right. And yeah. I won't get too specific there, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I think the the piece that I would say to that, too, is you never realize how much it's doing to you and the other person, mm. because not only is it damaging to you, but it's also damaging to the other person to the extent that if you don't marry this person, then both of you have to walk away for the rest of your life with this idea of things that took place in your life, specific around this idea of sex. And if we talk about why it was intended and why it was created. It was created from God in the context of marriage to be enjoyed. And so when you go out of those, you know, out of those boundaries, you step into, uh, uh, into having this idea of ultimately leaving with some baggage, if you will. But the thing that has helped me through that is to honestly, what Taylor was just sharing is she had some people, her and Josh both had people that they could, could talk to about it. And that's been so freeing for me specifically. Um, the way that I look at this accountability is I had someone who was above me that I could speak to like a spiritual father, but I also had a brother that would help hold me accountable, uh, to make sure that I didn't step back into that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? And those things are so necessary that's even good. after marriage, right? It's Absolutely. just like, that's the, oh, yeah. it's a, pre- everything about dating, well, not everything, but especially when you get into real serious mode, it's like you are getting ready to be married. You're practicing for a mm-hmm. lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I love that. That, yeah, that you spoke to that. Something yeah. that I think really stuck out to me, even just like dating of, okay, well, how far is too far? What right. can I do and right. it not be classified as sex? Like, yep. could we touch here or could we do this and could we be fine? I mean, the Bible is not black and white on what you can do. In ter- well, the Bible is black and white in terms of sex and the confines sure. of marriage. But there is no like, hey, here is a list of acts that might, you know, deemed not 
sexual. Right. So right. I think, somehow kissing is okay, it, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you're saying. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I think for me, it's, it's not about avoiding sex. It's about protecting intimacy. Great. So yes, you're going to avoid sex outside of marriage, but it's really the heart of it is protecting intimacy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, like the most intimate relationship you will have in your life yep. is between, you know, your husband and your wife, which is to reflect the relationship that you can have with Jesus. But yep. on this earth with another human, it is your husband and your wife, this intimacy, this beautiful intimacy. So it's not about, hey, I'm just going to avoid sex, avoid sex, avoid sex. It's almost like, what can I not do in order to keep? intimacy for the one that I'm going to marry one day. So good. And I think that just changed my perspective of it. It's yep. not like, oh, well, like how far to the line can I get without falling over? It's, hey, I want to save this for my marriage. So how far away from the line can I be yep. to protect myself yep. and protect my future spouse? So I think just even reframing my mind helps so much. That's so good, Taylor. I would agree 100% on mm. all of that. Um, because I also think that that is the biggest thing that we struggle with. And I mean, honestly, in general is we, we do want to just look at it to say, how far can I go? Yeah. And that's the wrong mindset that we should have. Because of course, if you're, if you're thinking that way, then it's easy for you to slip into sexual sin versus if you're starting with the foundation of understanding why did God create this and what is it that he wants for me? What is it that he wants for her? specifically if you're a guy talking about the female, um, then that's the way that you should look at it, thinking through the, the yeah. lens of intimacy. That's it good. It changes the game. That's good. And since we're talking about, you know, something that's so kind of um, gray as far as like this, 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 if we were going to make a list of things, this is okay and this is not okay. Yeah. It, it would be almost silly to do that because every situation is different, yeah? Yeah. Yep. But w- what would you say is a good way to think about um, anything that, a boyfriend and girlfriend do together, what is the actual lens? And let me say, what is the kind of the thing on the other side of the scale to weigh it against? Um, not just like, oh, we don't want it. We want to go as far away from the line as possible. But why purity even beyond that? Like what what could you go deeper into the, the reason why you would want to, I'm sorry, I'm jumbling through this. I want to, I want to give us a scale or I want to give us a frame to look through I'm making a decision about how I'm going to spend time alone or how I'm going to touch or how I'm going to do whatever. And mm-hmm. so what should, what should be the litmus test? What should be the filter that we run all of those decisions through? Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, I, I, as weird as it may seem, I have a, a younger sister. <laughs> and this changed the game for me. I'm just being completely honest. I started to think if there was a young man that's dating my sister, what are those things that I would think is too far? Now, as silly as that seems, it's just how my brain works. And honestly, I don't want for, I never wanted to think about my sister going into a space with a guy alone. So for me personally, when I started pursuing Kareen, like whenever we, I would drop her off at her house, if her roommates weren't home, then I wouldn't go into the house because I knew that if, if that were the case, then it was going to potentially lead to and bring up ideas, false ideas that I had in the past that the enemy influenced. Um, through previous circumstances to want to see how far is too far. So I wanted to hold myself accountable. And that's also where I had that accountability above and beside me to question me on those specific things to ask like, hey, how was your time with Kareem this past weekend? So that was a simple thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So that that's one. I think the other thing is once we were in the house with her roommates, like 
I would never honestly ever go into Kareen's room. We would always hang out in public around other people because that helped hold us accountable. Yeah. Because I knew that if I were alone, then I could allow the enemy to trick me into doing something that I was in my previous life. Um, and so I never wanted to hint towards those temptations, but wanted to be fully exposed in every aspect. Um, so that's another idea that comes to mind. Is there something that yeah. you were just thinking? That, no, yeah. I, I would agree with that. And I think it, it's some of those things might, you might be listening to that and think, wow, that sounds extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, Taylor is saying, don't close the door. High King is <laughs> saying, you know, don't enter the bedroom. But right. I think for some of us, that is the level of seriousness it needs to be in order for us to get to the end goal. And the end goal is worth it when you think of intimacy and you think of what your future marriage could look like. Um, And I think for me, um, that something that just also similar to you changed Mm -hmm. the game was like dating and this idea of kind of living in this limbo of, you know, figuring things out, going on dates, making out is really a, a modern day concept. So you Mm -hmm. look back to the Bible and I think that's why it's so tricky is there isn't a list of how to date or like rules and, and, and whatever. So I feel like ultimately we just have to trust the Holy spirit to be able to guide us Mm -hmm. um, every day and know that he cares. He cares about our intimacy. He cares about um, our future marriage. He cares about where we end up and he will guide us. But I also think even just understanding like he when I'm talking about me from a female perspective, like he's either my brother or my husband. There really isn't an in-between. Right. So I know what I want for my husband. And I know for me, from a guy's perspective, for Josh, I was either his sister or his wife. So I had to reconcile in my thought, if I don't marry Josh and we, you know, have loads of sexual experiences within this dating relationship, I have to be okay with knowing that one day I'm going to marry another man um, and be able to share that and know that Josh is going to mar- marry another woman who will be his wife. Correct. Um, and we have that intimate bond. And I just didn't want that intimate bond between essentially my brother that I knew was meant for my husband. Yep. So I think just trusting the Holy Spirit and really understanding that we don't owe each other anything. Yep. You know, we don't owe each other in our dating relationships anything. And it's fun and it's exciting and, and, and I think you can put great boundaries in place, but if we don't understand the why, then it becomes a rule book and a checklist. And then it just, I think, gets thrown out the yeah. window and you think, well, it's too hard. Give up. Yep. Let's just do it anyway. But if you have the why and the Holy Spirit's help exactly. and understanding that there's grace available for you, no matter what you've done or, or what you look at or what you get up to, that he loves you, that he pursues you. And there's going to be a great marriage ahead if, you know. Definitely. that's what you're pursuing. No, that's great. And I love how you talked about the Holy Spirit and just prayer and yeah. just involving God in the decisions that you make. And the Bible may not have a black and white list about these things, but it does have a lot to say about how we treat people yeah. and how we posture ourselves in humility and how we involve ourselves in community. And so that that does have something to say about our relationships and our dating relationships. So I appreciate you um, guys bringing that in. What would you say to a couple who have been dating for a while and they know, they're like, they know they're the one for each other. They may even be engaged and they've already gone, you know, if we're going to speak in these terms, they've gone all the way or they've gone yeah. far or they they have a consistent rhythm of of sexual encounters. I don't know the best way to say that, um, but they, they have a consistency there. And so wh- why, what should they get out of this? Us talking about boundaries. I mean, have they, is the plot lost for them? Have Are they like, um, 
are, are what what would you say to somebody who's in that relation in that relationship? Yeah. yeah. Are you about to go? I we. <laughs> I would just Why say. Walk it back? I would just say you're never too far gone. Yep. There's you know we all sin we all fall short that's why Jesus came to die on a cross mm-hmm. so I think he. You can redeem anything, um, and there is a fresh start for you today, and the opportunity to walk in purity today, and the opportunity to, um, you know, live a life today. So I just think it's never too late. But hiking, I would really love to hear your yeah. perspective on no, that. No, I honestly think it's the beautiful thing about this conversation is, uh, specifically, we all have different backgrounds when it comes to this, and I think the beauty is, you know, listening to your your story and Josh's story. My story with Kareen's, Kareen entered into our marriage as a virgin. Mm. And of course I didn't, and I carried this baggage. But a lot of it was the mindset before I met Kareen was I'm too far gone, so I might as well just give up. And like I said, I felt like I was in chains, like I was enslaved to this, like I couldn't. Um, It's really, I didn't understand the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me to overcome these things. And when I did, that's when everything changed uh, and when I say that, I think when oftentimes when we think about the power of the Holy Spirit, we think of this miraculous uh, experience, which, of course, some of us have those experiences. But for me, the power of the Holy Spirit was to to open my mouth to say, hey, I need help. help yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you so know, good. like as soon as I did that, everything in my life changed. Awesome. I, I, I said it to a, a local pastor and just said, hey, I need help. I'm struggling here. I don't know what to do. I don't think that this is is possible. And through my journey of following the Lord, I honestly started to realize where the generational curses have started to pass down in my family and having conversations with my granddad and where those stemmed from. Um, But through the blood of Jesus and through the grace of God, I really do believe that that generational curse is going to stop with me and that my son and my daughters, my daughter is going to have a different experience because of the way that that God has transformed my life. And that's why it's important to make that change now. Um, because of course, if you are engaged, as you were saying, and, and you have gone, you know, you've fully had sex, let's just call it what it is. And you may be thinking like, why would we start now? Well, if you start now, it's going to lead into your marriage to where you're going to make the right decisions in your marriage and not just before you're married. Mm -hmm. And that's going to lead into the way that you raise your kids. It's going to lead into the way that you treat other people. Uh, inside and outside of your family. So that's why I think it's super important. It's great. So good. Oh. Um, anything you'd like to add to that, Taylor? Feel good about it? No, I we're, feel great. We're coming we're coming down uh, to the end here, and so I would just give an opportunity. Is there any final thoughts or anything that you'd want to say um, on the subject of boundaries to 18 to 25-year-olds, really anyone listening or watching this? I, I specifically would love to talk to the people who do think that they are too far gone. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is you're not. Um, of course, read Romans 5, 6, and 7 and understand the grace of God and understand that the grace of God is not just you receiving something that you don't deserve. The grace of God is is the empowering presence of God to activate you, to change you into becoming more like Jesus. And as you receive more and more grace, it leads you into less and less sin. Um, and I think as we understand that, uh, that we can really live this victorious life to where we don't have to continue to fall into this temptation around sexual sin. I will be the first to say that it is the toughest thing I've ever had to manage in my life, just being honest, because of of how far gone I felt like I was 
But as soon as I trusted the Lord for his promises, this is why Bible reading was important for me, because it wasn't just that I read the Bible. I started to, to apply it to my life and saying, OK, God, if you say this, I'm going to trust it. I'm going to fight today. And years now, looking back, it's like, man, I'm so grateful that I did that. I wish I had done it a long, long time ago. But now I'm sitting in this space speaking to young adults, able to, to tell them, hey, I learned so you don't have to go the same direction. Come on. So, yeah. It's awesome. Wow. Yep. Most powerful. That's- Amen. <laughs> um, I, the, the only thing I would say is for so long I looked at these boundaries as restrictive and I looked at these boundaries as a prison and I thought, you know, in moments where it felt too tough, like why even bother? Like God is just, you know, having a field day and just laughing at us trying at something that feels so impossible And I think my perspective has just changed of I heard somebody say, like, you wouldn't go on a roller coaster without a harness. Like, you wouldn't go on a roller coaster without protection. And what if we re kind of framed our thinking of boundaries not as a a restriction but as a protection and truly trusting the creator of the universe to protect us from things that we don't even realize or understand because we are not the creator of it. So really trusting the creator to know what was best for me, even if it doesn't make sense. Mm. Because Mm. sometimes I think in our brains it does doesn't make sense or you know you you can't fully understand the exact reason why but I do understand that Jesus loves me and I do understand that he made a way for me to be in relationship with me and I do understand that he has forgiven my sins so I choose to trust him Um, and I think that is just something that I can say is you can trust God you can trust that he has your best interest at heart you can trust that he he thinks sex is amazing and therefore he wants you to enjoy it the best way possible. He's not trying to kill your fun or he's not trying to make you have a less of experience. What if having sex with one person in the confines of marriage was going to be the best, most fulfilling sex of your life? Right. Because that's what I truly believe he has created it to be. It is not to kill your joy, but it is to set you up with the most beautiful intimacy of your life yep. um, in terms of with another person. So I don't know, just enjoy God, trust right. him. And yeah. 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 So good. And, and in conclusion for you guys today, if you're listening to this, um, if you're watching, you can do it. Yeah. You can absolutely make it uh, to a marriage that is fruitful and know that every tree is judged by its fruit. Yep. And if you got bad fruit in your relationship, there's something there. And so it's worth talking about. Yeah. Go the journey with friends. Go with pastors. Be vulnerable with people. Be honest. And know that like this this life is such a gift. And getting yeah. to fall in love with someone is such a gift. It so is, freaking man. fall in love. Yep. Go go. This doesn't need to be so serious, you know, all the time. But it is yeah. something that we do want to submit to God and to His ways. And yeah. I do not think that God has got. Uh, is is Big Chief no fun with with this? No, he's got more, more, more for all of us um, in all of these categories, and so we want to do it his way. So Amen. please, please, please let this create excitement in you. Yeah. That if you feel like a bunch of conviction or a bunch of like, mm-hmm. you know, I, even in listening to this, I want to encourage you. It's going to be okay. Talk to somebody about it. Have yep. a conversation with the person that you're dating. Talk yep. about some boundaries. Talk about some freedoms that yeah. you guys can step into together and know that the best is coming your way when it comes to all of this. So thank you so much, Taylor Bull, Hiking Paul. You yep. guys are the best. And um, if, if, if you want, and I would encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to the Rally Roundtable podcast. Yeah. Yep. We've got these coming all the time. Yep. Lots of great content, lots of really helpful stuff. And so, yeah, we will see you soon. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.
Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you'd like to connect to a campus, text Rally to 30303.